This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. We are so excited that you're with us today, and we are super excited. We have two special guests. Today, our first guest is Michael Hellickson. He's a real estate extraordinaire. He was selling in his peak over 100 to 150 homes every single month. At one point, he was carrying 750 active and pending listings at one point. So we are talking about a real estate extraordinaire. Michael, welcome today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So we're going to dive right in. I want you to talk about what an agent can do to virtually guarantee success in 2024. What are some of the things? You know, there's really three things, three key habits that everybody's got to be in if they want to have just crazy success in 24. First, we got to understand where we're at in the marketplace today, right? I mean, at the end of the day, uh, 23 was tough for a lot of agents. Uh, that's actually good for those that remain because a lot of agents got out of the business. And uh, so the number of transactions came down by 26 to 32 percent nationwide. Uh, well, good news. The transaction count is already starting to tick back up. We're seeing interest rates come down and there's a promise on the on the horizon of interest rates dropping even further. All the while, we have fewer agents in the business. It's very similar to what happened in 2006 to 2008, where in 2006, the average agent was doing four and a half transactions per year. And by 2008, that number had skyrocketed to 8.8 .8, uh, transactions per year. So almost double per agent. I think that we're going to see a very similar dynamic in 2024. So here's the key. Here's the three things, the three key habits every agent's got to be mastering in order to really crush it in 24. Number one is lead generation. Everybody's got to lead generate. Now, a lot of people would say, oh, but Michael, all my leads come from my sphere of influence. And that all sounds great until you realize that eight years ago, 61% of the average agent's business came from their sphere of influence. And that number dropped to below 40% just this last couple of years. Well, why is that? Because 92% of all buyers start their search online and fully 72% of those work with the first agent they come in contact with. So sphere of influence isn't enough. We've got to also be generating leads in other ways as well. And so lead generation is the key. Now, okay, one of the things that we need to be cognizant of with lead generation is the importance of diversifying our lead flow. Unfortunately, too many people are a one-trick pony. They're all referrals all the time, or they're all expireds all the time, or they're all social media all the time. You've got to have a diversified lead flow. In fact, if you want to make, regardless of the market you're in, if you want to make a quarter of a million dollars in 2024 as a real estate agent, the best thing you can do is have 10 to 15 lead sources consistently sending you leads every single day. You want to make seven figures, you're going to need 30 to 35 lead sources consistently sending you leads every day. Uh, now, if you'll do that, you'll diversify that lead flow and then you'll master follow-up. Guess what will happen? You'll, you'll start developing a pipeline of people that will start spitting out transactions over time. All right, so what does this look like? So first and foremost, the lead sources. Uh, for those of you that don't have uh, enough lead sources right now, I'll give you a list because we're in the, in the interest of time. Chantel, is it okay if I just give a quick list? Yeah, absolutely. 
But guys, grab your cell phones. Here's what I'm going to do. I don't have time to go through the whole list. I'm going to give you 31 of my favorite lead sources. I want you to send a text message. You're going to send the words Club Wealth to the following phone number. It's 727-287-5993. I'll give it to you again. 727-287-5993. Text the words Club Wealth, two words. That's the name of our coaching company, by the way. Uh, and we will automatically send you a list of 31 of our favorite lead sources. Now we go through the lead sources every year. We measure what you know, which we we measure this across all of our clients, all across the US and Canada. Uh, our typical client does over 200 transactions a year. We're the number one coaching company in the team and brokerage space. And what we do is we look at the lead sources that they've been using. We look at the ROI by lead source. We look at the cash conversion cycle for each lead source. In other words, how long does it take to get our money back uh, when we invest in a particular lead source? And we rank these and we create this list every year. We update our list. And so by sending me that text message, we'll give you the top 31 or, or 31 of the so top. Give us, give us the top three right now and they'll, we'll have them do that so they can get all of them, but give us three of them. So I'm going to, I'm going to exclude sphere of influence for a minute because everybody yeah. should be working their sphere. Everybody works their sphere. If they're not working their sphere, they're probably not going to stay. So I'm going to exclude that for the time being. Uh, I will tell you, and it depends on what tier you're in, where you're at in the business. If I'm new in the business, right? So, or if I don't have a lot going on, if I'm doing fewer than 25 transactions a year, well, then I probably have more time than money. So I'm going to do things that take time, but don't cost a lot of money, right? Things like open houses, FISBOs, expires, those kinds of things. And they work really well. And by the way, open houses on fire right now. Open houses are doing really, really well. Uh, in fact, if you go to our blog, go to clubwealth.com forward slash blog, there's a blog post there that'll give you the steps, the check, the actual, you can download the actual checklist for free on how to get anywhere from 50 to 150 people out to each open house. Uh, so open houses is a very good one for people in all tiers. You know, if you're brand new in the business, if you've been in the business a while, but you're doing fewer than 25 transactions, that's probably my favorite. Uh, and then there's, of course, expired FISBOs and cold calls are always going to work. Now, if you've got a little bit of money and you've got a little bit of, of bandwidth behind you, I would recommend lead sources like uh, leadslightcandy.com, one of my favorite lead sources. Uh, we own a technology company as well, an AI company, and all of our AI companies use that lead source, or all of our AI clients use that lead source, leadslightcandy.com. Uh, it's affordable. It's good leads. They require a lot of follow-up and nurture. Uh, they're a little bit of a longer-term cash conversion cycle, but the ROI is through the roof. It's a very, very good ROI. Um, then my favorite right now, number one lead source on planet Earth right now, bar none, is Google LSA. Uh, Google is on fire right now. They're going after Zillow in a big way. Uh, they want to become the behemoth in the lead generation market. They're doing a very in terms of real estate. Uh, and they're doing it for other businesses as well, but they've decided they want to go big on real estate. They're doing very well with it. Uh, it's very affordable right now, comparatively. Uh, probably won't be for long uh, as people start to catch on, as people start to use it. But Google local service ads is absolutely on fire. I've got one client as an example in Louisiana. She covers the whole state of Louisiana. She lists literally 10 listings out of that one lead source every single month. Yeah, and so it's great. It's fantastic. So explain what exactly that is. 
Google local service ads is very simple. It's just you're paying Google to run ads on Google. Uh, it's different than pay-per-click, but it's it's local service ads. It's a specific kind of denomination of Google leads. But what they do is so if somebody types in, you know, I, I want the best real estate agent in Boca Raton, Florida. Well, you want to come up as number one, number two, or number three on that list. Give you an example. My son, uh, as a brand new agent in the business, because he had the right coach, you know, one of, one of our coaches, of course, who does Google LSA at a very high level, she taught him exactly what to do with his. And he was ranking number one, two or three all over Washington state, even though he had only done a few transactions at that point in time. This was last year. Uh, sorry, year before last. And so the reason I bring that up is because it's not about how long you've been in business. It's not about how many transactions you've done. Right now, it's the Wild West on GLSA. And anybody, regardless of how long they've been in the business or how many transactions they've done, can rank very high. And it's a really good lead source. I mean, you got to think these are very high intent leads. These are people that went to Google looking for a real estate agent. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Wow. So, and what what kind of cost per lead are those? Uh, it could be very low. It could be as low as $10 a lead, believe it or not. Now, it depends on your market, depends on how competitive your market, it could be a couple hundred dollars a lead. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's actually very, very affordable right now compared to other lead sources. I would say that in terms of paid lead sources, that and leads like candy are my two favorite paid lead sources right now. They're fantastic. And uh, Margie asks, is it connected to ZBuyer? And the answer is yes. Leads like candy is actually our discount link into ZBuyer. So you get a discount on their service. And you get to work with our rep down there, whose name is Eva Langley. Fantastic. I've worked with her for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Uh, and so uh, Google LSA, however, is not connected to that. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, Margie, a lot of people will say, oh, that lead source sucks. And you know what I say to them? No, you freaking suck. Why? Because that means you're not following up with your leads. I can tell you, I had somebody just the other day in our Facebook group. Uh, by the way, if you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash club wealth, you can join our Facebook group. But I'll tell you, I had somebody in the group just the other day complaining about that particular lead source. And I had like 10 other people jump into that same conversation and say, look, man, I listed three out of that last month. I get buyers out of it every month that are closing. I mean, if you follow up with the leads, they're fantastic leads, but they've got to be nurtured. So. I want to tell you one of the reasons why I joined and I just love Canzel is that I can get 100% commission, I get revenue share, and I get stock. I am making thousands of dollars every single month in revenue share and stocks. And I now don't have to work nights and weekends on real estate anymore. You know, I've actually never been to a real estate agent's retirement party. And I want to be the first one that people are coming to at a young age. And I want to share with you some of my favorite resources. So if you go to joincanzel.com slash free, there's a couple that I want you to download. One is a 20 free lead generating PDF. It's going to help you generate leads for free that you can download, as well as there's one on how to double your business. I don't want you to miss it. Go download it today. Joincanzel.com slash free. So good. So right now, a lot of agents are kind of thinking, maybe I should have a side hustle. Like, should I start, you know, you know, things are slow. Like I might want to do like Uber Eats or start doing other things. What is your opinion on the side hustle? You know, for most people that are considering a side hustle, what they really need to do is master their primary hustle. <laughs> right? Because the reality is going and getting a side hustle. If you're not hustling and what you're doing already ain't going to do any good. You're just going to suck at that as bad as you suck at this. So if you want to get better at this, 
and make money here. And then after you've got systems in place and strategies in place that are consistently working for you, consistently producing revenue for you, great, you can do a side hustle. But I would recommend that that side hustle be related to what you're doing. It needs to be something that you can upsell people you're already working with. But the key is develop your clientele first, right? Get people to know, like, and trust you. And really, I, I'll be honest with you, they don't even have to like you. Just build relationships on trust, right? Get people to trust you, take really good care of them, and then they'll buy anything from you, right? If it's really good, right? Uh, and by the way, that uh, Joe, that's you're going to text the words Club Wealth to that number, 727-287-5993. Text the words Club Wealth to that number. That's how you get the lead sources. But that being said, um, in terms of side hustles, if you're absolutely going to have a side hustle, number one, make it something that your clients are going to want to buy. Don't be like, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to go drive Uber Eats. Well, okay. And I hear the argument, oh, but as a, you know, as a Uber driver, I get, I get business once in a while from people that are riding in my car. Well, you know, I can drop a business card on the ground. Somebody could randomly pick it up and I get business that way too. But does that make it a good strategy for me to make money long-term? No, that's just dumb, right? What you need to do is you need to develop what's called the perfect daily schedule. And that means you're going to have a time-blocked day, very specifically waiting the morning time every day toward lead generation, lead follow-up, and lead conversion. And those need to be the only three things you do between the hours of 8 and noon every day. The reality is that most real estate agents, they aren't that disciplined. Yeah, you know, That's why you take a, I could take a new kid. My son is a great example of this, right? Last year, he started, or sorry, 2022, uh, sorry, 2021. Uh, no, that's all right. 22, sorry, 2022 was his first year selling real estate, January 1st. He listed 97 homes in his first year and over 120 in his second year selling real estate at 21 years old. Why? And he started when he was 19. Why was he able to do that? Because he developed a perfect daily schedule and he followed it consistently every single day. He still looks and sounds like he's in puberty. I mean, this kid is like... <laughs> Right. I mean, you don't have to be, you know, the best looking, the most intelligent, most articulate, the most anything person to make money in this business. What you have to be is discipline. You know, so give I'm, us I'm give us a kind of, you know, during that, you know, eight to eight a.m. to noon, give us exactly because one of the things that drives me nuts is when people kind of make goals and commitments and they're like, well, my commitment is I'm going to make five calls for per day, you know, and then they think that's going to do something. Um, how many calls are you suggesting that people make? And, you know, what exactly else are they doing from that? Like, try to be as specific as possible from eight to, to noon. That's a great question. Okay, so I'll start, I'll even be more specific. You want to make more money? Go to a physical office every day. And go early in the morning. And I, I'm not talking about your home office. I'm talking about go to a physical office every day. Be there at the very latest by 7.30 in the morning. The biggest producers on planet Earth, they're in their office by 6, 6.30 in the morning every morning. They're getting more done by 9 o'clock than most people get done all day. Uh, so that's step one. Step two, from 7.30 to 8, you want to be doing your daily huddle with your team. If you're on a team, if you don't have a team, then you want to have some kind of an accountability partner or call that you're doing from 7.30 to 8 o'clock every day. From 8 o'clock till noon, there's only one thing you want to be doing, and that's pounding the phones. And listen, guys, I didn't make Facebook expired or cold calls the last 15 years of my career, and I was the number one agent on the planet. 
So I'm not saying you got to do this forever, but I'm saying if you're doing less than a 75 transactions a year already, you're going to need to do this every day. And if you're doing 75 to 500 transactions a year, you're still going to be pounding the phones from eight till noon. It's just, you're going to be probably recruiting instead of making lead generation calls. And you'll be doing a lot of lead follow-up as well. Now, that being said, what do those calls look like? Literally, it's not about the number of calls you make. It's about the number of appointments you set. And this was an epiphany for me. One of our coaches, Luigi Caprio, taught me this years ago, and it changed my world. When I was focused on the number of calls that I made, guess what happened? I would plow through my calls. I'd just work really, really hard to get to that next call, get to that next call to make as many calls as humanly possible. But what I wasn't doing is I wasn't really looking for the appointment. I wasn't focused on getting the appointment. When I started focusing on number of appointments set every day, all of a sudden I could make fewer calls and set more appointments because every single call I was on, I was focused on how do I get an appointment with this person? How do I get face-to-face -face with this person? And so that's and how many appointments let's, is there any kind of, you know, yes. number where you can say, okay, if I want to close, let's just say someone says, I want to close four homes per month. If yeah. I want to close four homes per month, how many appointments does that mean I need to set per day? Pretending I'm only wanting to work five days a week. Yeah, no, that's super easy. Yeah. And you can do it. If you want to set, if you want to close four homes per month, you need to be setting four appointments a day. So for every home you want to close per month, that's how many appointments you need to set per day with people you've not yet met. Super simple. And whatever marketplace you're in, you could do the math on what that's going to work out to for commissions for you. And if you'll do that five days a week, guess, and, and listen, here's the thing. You know, who, watch this, Chantel, you want to know who knows more about lead conversion than real estate agents? Who? Yeah. I'll give you a hint. You can see if you can guess. And you guys type it into the chat if you think you can guess this, but I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's, an, it's another industry. Think of another industry that's really good at lead conversion, better than real estate agents, because they understand what they have to do to get people to convert to their product. In fact, everybody here knows at least one of these. In fact, I'll bet there's probably at least one of these watching the freaking call right now. Well, okay, I see insurance typed into the chat, mortgage reps. Yeah, those are both good. Used car salespeople, right? You guys are close. It's your local drug dealer. What? Yeah, seriously, <laughs> think about this. There's what do drug dealers know about lead conversion that real estate agents don't? Watch this. Write this down. First one's free, then you got to pay. Now, guys, relax. I've never done drugs. All right? I'm a <laughs> guy, right? I don't even think it's Everyone's like, oh my gosh. Right? <laughs> but it's freaking true, right? So listen, I've never done drugs in my life, but I can tell you this is one lesson that we need to learn from that industry, right? First one's free, then you got to pay. The problem with most real estate agents is when they get somebody on the phone, what do they want to do? They want to, before they show them a house, they want to get them pre-qualified or pre-approved, right? Stupid. That's just the sales prevention team. That's a dumb move. Here's the deal. You got a pulse. You want to see the house. We're going to see the house. I'm going to get face to face with as many people as humanly possible, as fast as humanly possible. Now, what if they don't qualify? Who cares? Show them some respect. Show them a little dignity, right? Because guess what happens? They can refer you to people and you can spend the next year or have your lender spend the next year, however long it takes, getting them qualified. But because you showed them respect that nobody else did, you're the one they're going to trust. You're the one they're going to want to do business with. You're the one they're going to want to refer. Guys, that's rule number one is first one's free, then you got to pay. And then once you do meet them, get a buyer agency agreement signed. It's not hard. It's actually very easy. Uh, if you are focused on that. So changing your focus from number of calls to appointments and changing your focus from, you know, just having conversation and getting them pre-approved to I'm going to take them out and I'm actually going to show them a house.
will will change your world. Let's talk about listings for a second, Chantal. So right now, my son at 21 years old is the number one listing agent in the country. He himself, not anybody else on his team, this is just him, just his deals, just going out on mom and pop listing appointments, listed over 120 homes in 2023. When I was selling real estate, I was listing 50 to 75 houses a month, not counting REO, which was about half my business and not counting my teams. And Scott, that's a great question. No, I'm not counting REO in these numbers. I'm glad you asked that question. Now watch this. What are we doing differently? Again, we're not the best salespeople in the world. We're not the best looking. Heck, my mom even said I've got a great face for radio, right? Good thing this podcast isn't a video podcast, right? So that being said, what did we do different? What is it that we're doing that's getting these results? It's literally being consistent every single day. And when we get someone on the phone, the, the bad advice that a lot of coaches are out there giving right now is, hey, if they're not a eight, nine, or a 10 on the motivation scale, and you're not pretty sure they're going to work with you when you meet with them, don't go on the listing appointment. That's horrible advice. Listen, if they have a freaking pulse, you go be Jerry freaking McGuire in their living room. That's what you need to do. Get face to face with them. What you hear over the phone and what reality is when you get there are usually two completely different worlds. You don't know the truth until you're face to face with them. People lie over the phone all the time. They'll tell you that the house is free and clear and then you get out there and you find out it's a short sale, right? Guys, you've got to get face to face with them so they can trust you and they'll do business with you. Uh, and finally, write this down, B-R-O-T, the key to all of this, whether you're working your sphere of influence, social media, you know, cold calls, expired, physicals, open houses, any of the other on online lead sources, regardless of how you're getting your leads, write this down. This is the key, B-R-O-T, write that down, B-R-O-T, that stands for building relationships on trust. People do not need to like you to do business with you. They just need to trust you. And so if you'll build relationships on trust, you'll build a pipeline that will pay you for a lifetime. And that's part of that is doing what you say. If you say, I'll call you right back, you're calling them right back. If you call them in five minutes, I'll call you in five minutes that they know that they can count on you. Well, this has been wonderful, Michael. Tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you. Uh, I'm on all social media. Predominantly, we're on uh, Facebook. Uh, we're also on Instagram. Uh, but I would say Facebook, I'm very good at responding to people. If you send me a Facebook message, uh, you can go to our website, clubwealth.com. If you go to our blog at clubwealth.com forward slash blog, there's more free information on there, better and more free information on there than you will get if you pay for coaching with most companies out there. Uh, just go in there and devour all those blog posts, download the free checklist and just start with that. Uh, get some stuff happening. Now, if you want to do a strategy session with me or one of my coaches right there on clubwealth.com, you can uh, select that you'd like to do a strategy session where we'll look at your business. We'll take a look at what's working for you, what's not working for you, where, what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do and where you are now and where you want to go. And we'll build your roadmap for the next 12 months on exactly what you need to do every day. Uh, and we'll do this for you once a year at no cost. Uh, my goal is if, if I want you walking away from that the first call, one's free, right? Like the drug. That's that literally it. <laughs> yeah. That is literally it. I want you to walk away from that call saying, man, if they'll do that for me for free, I can't imagine what they'll do when I'm paying them. So I love it. Well, yeah. we have a special treat for you guys right now. Please show Michael some love in the chat. We now have Jordan Sylvester with us, and he is a real estate professional as well, and he is crushing it right now. So Jordan, welcome. Hey, thanks. 
Um, we, Jordan, um, I'd love for you to tell listeners a little bit about um, what brought you into the real estate space and what got you to be able to crush it that like you are. Yeah. So I started back in 2008 as the market was crashing. My dad had been in business since 1988. So just for some context, I did jump into a team, was able to, you know, cut my teeth doing all of the, um, the admin work. So a lot, a lot of CMAs. And so one of the big things that people ask is how can you do CMAs at the speed you do now? It says, cause I did hundreds of them when I first joined my dad's team. And I basically, it's like, here's what that's worth. Here's how you value it. So again, when I was looking at um, working with my dad, like we had a lot of the bank in Canada, they're called uh, power of sale, similar to a repo in the US. Um, so we were dealing with a lot of uh, transactions that were difficult and we've moved back into that market now. And that's one of the things we're not seeing a lot of the bank repossessions yet, but we are seeing a lot of difficult conversations with clients. And so um, one of the things that I'm very grateful for was, was I entered into the business. My dad taught me so much about how to deal with clients in a caring, loving manner. He was saying, trust is the most important thing. Not everyone's going to like what you have to say. Not everyone's going to like the reality of where they're at, but everyone needs to understand that you care about them and that you're doing the best you can for them in spite of how they feel about the circumstance. So again, when you enter the business and, and again, my dad had built a very solid business. So from the lead gen perspective, I actually suffered because once the market shifted, uh, one of the cool things was I had to really reteach myself how the business operates. We went from doing about 125 transactions a year and then I was doing about 42 transactions a year and went, uh, well, <laughs> like what happened and why? And then started to ask some really cool clarifying questions um, as I basically rebuilt the team and, and started to really possess the market in real estate again and drive back up to about 112 transactions last year and aiming for about 168 this year. So again, with the with the drive underneath, a lot of it's social based. Uh, you know, there's lots of lead gen sources, leading with social media, leading with information. It's the give what, first, let's, give let's first. Let's talk about that. What what right now is your number one lead source that is bringing in the most leads and give us as specific as possible what's working? Yeah. So right now, the biggest thing that's working is, is we, because we we're, we're really launching a massive social media presence, we're running contests, very simple contests, nothing too extravagant, but basically it's, Hey, go sign up on our webpage and everything redirects to the webpage. And then from there, they get to give us their contact info. And if they want, they can you know let us know why we have somebody reaching out to them within the next 24 hours. Um, sometimes same day, it just depends on if it comes in at two in the morning, right? Usually next business day, we're reaching out and just saying, Hey, great. Thanks for reaching out. It, you know, real estate, what, like, can we support you in any way? Is there anything you need, like home valuation, uh, renovation budget lists, any contacts that we can support you with and what you're looking to do next? So they basically, um, I have a crew that's responding to those as they come in. From there, they're then setting appointments, of course, and then I'm heading out to appointments and trying to, to grow the business that way. So what we're seeing a lot of is we're seeing that people are are, are enjoying the, you know, and it's it's a $50, just so we're clear, it's a $50 Amazon card. It doesn't need to be an extravagant thing. People will give you their information and all, and it's a and it's an easy call. It says, hey, thanks for signing up on the website. And then you just lean in. And then so we're we're rolling through. But, but hold on. So back up for just a second. Give me some yep. specific examples of what that they have a chance is what I'm hearing you say. Yep. They have a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card if they do what? Give us a couple. Oh, of so yeah. So when you come to the website, if you were to go there right now, jordansylvester.com, it's going to pop up. The first thing you'll see is, hey, 
if you want to enter this contest, give us your name, your phone number and your email address. Right. And so it's giving you those options. And then basically once that comes into our system, right. And then you can go, you can skip that and just go right into the regular website, but that's the first thing they're going to hit when they get there. And right now we're, we're launching the website. It was just launched a few months ago. So we're leaning in with that. And then Facebook's following right behind it. TikTok's right behind that. And then we're leading in with LinkedIn and then we're going to follow up with YouTube and, and kind of keep rolling the monthly thing to see so we can learn where all the data is coming from. And somebody's like, why wouldn't you just do them all at once? It says, well, then you don't, you can't lead source what really works and what's really working to grow a, you're following online, which is where you're getting this more traffic, right? Cause you want to meet people you don't know. If you're going to my, like, again, like Michael said, we have a great sphere of influence. Like I get a ton of my business automatically from repeat and referral, but if you want to grow, then where do you find that? And again, you have Google ads, you have, um, you know, all the different things you can do within those. But the biggest thing that I'm learning is if you're just authentic and honest on the websites and in places, go live on Facebook and different things, you'll get a huge amount of people just starting to look at you. And then they all the all it is is a simple click and then they get something free possibly. And, and I will say this, we are going to follow up with everyone. And then we try to, if they don't, want to do something now, we will send them a card. We're going to follow up. So just so you know, it's not just the gift card. There will be a card coming, probably $5 to either Starbucks or a McDonald's or or something just to say thank you for getting into our world. So that is the baseline of what's lead generating into our appointments. So allowing us to go from doing, you know, one to two appointments a week up to 10 to 15 appointments a week, which then of course, once you start to see the conversion there, then it starts to, the pipeline builds, once the pipeline's building, then you can continue to run down that road. So do you do a contest for like sellers? Do you do anything to try to generate sellers? What would that look like? So so specifically once they're on the calls, then we are, we're, we're very much creating the, the, like we're targeting listings, listings lead to leverage, leverage open house, right? He mentioned like the, how you pick up a lot of buyers through open houses. Um, you know, buyers, again, in the current market, because we're in a depressed market, buyers are almost as valuable as listings because a lot of people who have money can afford to buy because we are in a current, what I would call stable market where there's conditions, there's people transacting in what we would consider normal real estate process. For a few years, at least in our region, we had no, like everything was insane. Prices were insane. You were just competing. There was no amount of education required to really be a realtor. You could just put a sign in the lawn and things happened. Today, it requires a lot more work. Um, we have a system running underneath, which uh, my team operates as well, which is our client care system. Somebody wants to get into the listing. We have an immediate like welcome package that we will go and drop off, even if they don't want to have the first upfront meeting. So if they say, no, we don't really want anything now, we'll stop by give them our our guides, give them the, the quick tips and do that. And then again, in there, there's follow-up, right? So all of this is, is just constant give, give, give. And then people start to call back. People start to respond. People, it's funny when you say, hey, can you help me? Versus, hey, I'm here to sell something. People love that. They want to help you. So a lot of the stuff is designed to ask for help, to ask for assistance from them for us. So if you have a neighbor or somebody else that you know that might need something like this, say, hey, feel free to send them our way, right? And then we reward those actions. So, so right when you first go in and I'll go ahead and type your, uh, your website right at the front, but when you first go to your website, you have a pop-up and it says subscribe to win, please enter your info for a chance to win and receive exclusive real estate updates, win a $50 Amazon gift card. So because you have that $50 Amazon gift card, do a lot of people go ahead and fill that out right away. Cause they're like, mm, I might as well go ahead and give a chance. Is exactly. Yep. 
Yeah. So people, because it's just something simple, it's, it's enough that people would want it. So it's not, you know, $5, but you don't need to go with extravagant things because they literally just type the information and they understand that odds are I'm going to send them something, right? Because I literally say, I'm going to send you information regarding real estate. That's the premise right before. And so what we want to do though, is we want to make sure that it's not, we, we send them some contact information. There's information on the website, but we also, like I said, I have um, someone make that phone call to them directly after that comes in. And so we're following up immediately with calls three times. Again, other people have their things. I've, I've advised three phone calls, no response. If we have their email, we'd put them into a drip campaign. We run, we run a slightly less aggressive campaign because that just means the person wanted to access the thing. And that's fine. We understand some people don't want to communicate. We're going to let them be. We're not trying to be like pushy, pushy, pushy. Three phone calls, hang it up, move on. Because again, there are some that say five, 10. There's all kinds of metrics for us so far. It's been three. After the third call, you've left a message. We leave a message after the third call. And then we we follow up with a drip campaign, which is either email um, or if, if they happen to come onto our socials and we see them there, we'll respond through another medium. So Facebook Messenger, um, that's a little more complicated. We're still working that out. I'll be absolutely honest. Like that's something we're really trying to figure out is when, like what's too much contact and what's the right amount of contact where people feel like you're chasing them or they're just not responding this medium. Maybe they're at work all the time when we make the phone call and things like that. So it's finding the balance for my team to be active in their highest leverage so that we can continue to move forward. And we're I'll, like people who want to do this with us and would want to understand what we're doing. We can give you the, the pieces of that puzzle. I don't, I personally have not fully finished it. I have my team working on getting something together for agents, but if you wanted to have a conversation with me, I'd be more than happy to tell you what we're doing and like test piloted in your market. Maybe it's just different. We're Canadians up here, American, like there's differences in the way that people respond, but overall it's just getting the concepts of what's working for this specific marketing event and what isn't, and then making sure we amplify where is necessary and stop if it's not, if it's not profiting the public the way we want. We want to be very transparent that we're, I'm not salesy. I don't like to be in sales. I like to help people get what they want out of the transaction. And by that, I get my, I get, I get compensated. So for me, that's what I try to lean with. It's, it's always leaning with that heart, with that integrity. So. One thing that I love on your website is you've got this like really natural picture of you and you put authenticity as key. What you see is what you always get. Mm -hmm. And say, unlike many realtors, Jordan doesn't wear the suit and tie. He's authentic down to earth. And um, you kind of put some different things like why choose Jordan? And you put, you know, Jordan prioritizes genuine lasting connections. He's authentic and real. And you kind of have this, you know, just coming through on your website without even ever meeting you it really shines through that you are relationship focused. You're really all about genuine lasting connections. You're authentic and you're real and you're not trying to come off as someone at, that you're not. And so I just want you to know, I really love that. Um, and I, I love that you just put that right center, you know, why choose Jordan? Like this is kind of the, the six things that make Jordan different. So Let's talk a little bit about what you're doing to convert some of the leads that you had, you know, from before and not just getting, you know, everyone's trying to get new leads, new leads, new leads. Do you have any processes in place to kind of go back through and get any of the leads who came in a year ago or two years ago? 
So it's been really interesting is, and so I hired a team underneath me to take care of a lot of the phone calls. And the reason I'll be absolutely honest, because like I said, when I joined this business, my dad, like I was able to run behind him and just, it was like, there was a ton of business to do because my dad liked to stay in the office and I was the one running. That made sense. Like I'm the kid he's sending me and I, and I learned a ton and, and grew a ton. So one of the things was though, I didn't make a lot of calls. He would stay in the office and make the calls. And so as an, as I got older and then the phone, like the phones were there, I, for whatever reason, I'm not intimidated if the phone rings and I answer it, I'm very intimidated to pick it up and call. And that's an insane thing. And for a lot of people, it's a roadblock. What I learned very simply with my coaches and with some real things is stop trying to do something you're not going to do and just do the things you're really, really good at and hire somebody else to do that. So what I did was I've hired people, scripted them, and and basically it's still me talking because what's really interesting is if you actually come to the website and you get a response, says Jordan Sylvester, odds are it's one of my people responding. And we have a we we're authentic in the sense that they know how I would respond, how we're going to create, and then you get me. So if somebody does reach out, you will get direct to me once there's a, a communication. I get the follow up from them. But what was really helpful for me was to allow uh, my team to make those calls and to do that work. And then I'm the appointment guy. I go out, meet the people. I'm the guy who's front facing. I'm the guy who is going to, to do the production side. But when it came to the lead gen side, and again, Michael said this too, it's how much money do you have? I was willing to invest into people versus not because I know the value of that asset. Even though myself, as much as I, I understand the scripting, I've taken the classes, I've done all that. It's a, it's an, it's a, it's a blockage and, and maybe one day I'll stop. But for now I learned that pay someone else to do it because it's very beneficial for the business. So when, that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, like it, it, again, it, it, I, I had to learn through a lot of things in life, the things that I'm very successful at and the things I'm just not, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with understanding your limitations and your weaknesses in this business. And if you recognize them, the best thing you can do, lean into your strengths and then hire your weaknesses. I've already told my team who's already working with me the same thing. I said, Hey, find the parts of the job you don't like, because when we go to do our next hire, those are the things we want to go find next. Because if you're parts of your job, you love, and then everybody has like, there's still parts of the job that I don't like. And I'd love to hire somebody else to take them on, but that's, well, and I will tell you this, I'm going to encourage everyone on this call. Um, you know, we have the ability to, we've got a team, uh, we've got some people in India, we have some people in the Philippines, but they are working for $4 an hour. And, Right now, I want to encourage everyone listening here, if you email bod at canzel.com, um, we will help you hire an assistant for 4 to $5 an hour, depending on the strength of the person that you want. But like you said, if you're not going to make the calls, then you need to hire someone to help you do that. Mm-hmm. And you can even split that with someone else. Um we do charge a thousand dollars up front to find that person to train them to help kind of get them going for you. But you you need someone to first, you know, help you learn, let them learn the systems, make sure they're they're good. But I really agree with that. Hiring people is really the greatest thing that you can do to take yourself to the next level. Yeah. What would you say if you had to name the top three things that you did this year? that kind of turned yourself around, what would be those three things that you kind of committed to doing this year that, that kind of really helped grow your business? So, so one was, was hire a personal assistant, literally somebody who is, so I have her code named in my phone is shield. And the reason she's there is to protect me from me 
more than it is to protect me from the public. She does that too. But one of the things I am is I'm, I'm a high level ADD human who, who gets sidetracked all the time. So she's learning and we, I've given her permission to basically task me, which means that she controls my day, not me. She controls my calendar, not me. Now that doesn't mean I don't get to put my personal time in my golf, things that are important to me. I'm allowed to put those in. But after that, if she tasks me with something and she messaged me, says this task's now there, I have to respond to that task. And if I don't, she has the right to, we, we've created a system that allows her the function to basically call me out, right? And and then put me in his place, right? And so we have some of it's social media. So we have a, a weekly thing. I haven't yet failed to get things done in the timeline. So I haven't had to go and like eat it because that's the thing. Like if you don't have something, I've learned this for me, I need something pretty heavy um, as a consequence to not take action around things that I should be taking action around. And that's not because... I'm bad. It's just my personality. I will do what I want versus what's necessary sometimes. And I've learned that the most important thing is to do the most important things first, then do whatever you want. If you get your all your work done, go play. But you can't neglect the most important things. And having somebody in your life that helps you do that is massive. And like I said, these are other like the phone calls, this, these were the two big hires I've made this year. And the biggest one's my social media guy. Everything I post, I talk, he bring we we go over, we script. He posts everything. I don't ever get a chance to say yes or no. I literally, it just goes. I, I give him some context. I give him like, hey, I don't really want it to be this. I don't want it to be like that. We, we have a framework, but I'm not micromanaging it because it's so easy sometimes to be like, well, I don't really want it that, or I don't want, and you'd spend how many hours of your life trying to make this perfect statement when the public honestly will just read it and they're never going to think anything else. I always tell my my people, and as much as I tell myself this, because I've been coached this, is no one knows what you're supposed to say on social media. They don't know what you're supposed to say on the phone. They just expect that you're going to call and care. And as long as you we, do that. We call that, what you just said, we call it around here, we call it getmo, which means good enough to move on. Yep. And what happens is, is like you just said, you'll be like, oh, you know, my hair didn't look good or, you know, I didn't sound right when I said that, or, you know, I should have done this instead. No, it's good enough to move on. I'm going to give it to you and go ahead and post it. Otherwise you can get so caught up in all those details and it can drive you crazy Yeah, and you don't get and anything done. No, well, that's, and so what I, what I would say to everyone is what I've done is I bought back a bunch of my time I'm spending. Now I'm choosing to spend a lot of money. Like Michael said, if you don't, you can do a lot of these things yourself. You can go live on Facebook for free. You don't need to pay someone to cut your videos. You can go in and buy the editing software or use the free stuff and make a lot of good content yourself. There are a lot of really cool ways. If you're competent and capable and you're starting out, it doesn't need to be for me because I have the wherewithal and the business acumen and I have a business running behind me that generates a certain amount of income due to the referral business that exists. I leverage that into what I'm doing now, which is amplifying, right? So the, the 4X at, or 10X is the objective, but 4X is, is the practical of spending this money to invest into my future. And that's 4X in the next year. That's that's the the, the main target. So that's growing the business um, from about a quarter million dollars all the way up to about a million dollars or or even 1.2 million this year alone. And by next year, that goal is already set. And that's set at 3.6. So when you start to look at the realities of what you're doing, it's also, and again, I'm a bit of a, I will admit that my, the perspective is that the market's also going to adjust in an upward fashion. If it doesn't, because we're commission-based, we're percentage-based. So I want to be clear, be very cautious with your goals and set them around parameters that you can control, which is, he said that earlier, set appointments not the calls. I would say this, if you're in at, at this level, 
it's not about the amount of money you make per transaction, but it is transaction based. So it's the amount of closings. So you should set transact, you should set a money goal. I think that's practical, but at the same time, you should also just set a basic transaction goal because that's something you can meet and is not required of the increase or decrease. Because if you have a, a 50 or $100,000 decrease in your market value, well, that's $2,500 a transaction or however you, you know, whatever you charge less than what you would normally get. And so when you're looking at that, that can adjust at the end of the year when you're doing 150 transactions times X, that can make a 70 or 100,000 or $150,000 adjustment to your projection. So side note, sorry, you know, a little off topic, but when I'm projecting and then I'm trying to amplify my projections by the consistency, like I said, right now we're building systems and we're adjusting. I'll say this, I'm learning that moving at the, the the tip of a dime is not to say don't continue with something that, it, that that isn't working just yet, but it is to listen to what the information is telling you and adapt yourself to it. Don't be so stubborn if you think this is how it has to be. It's not necessarily true for you. You got you to gotta work within yourself and understand yourself really well and what you're willing to do and what you're not, and then lean in on those things. Where if you love open houses, do them. If you want to make those phone calls and you're really good at cold calls, go do them. Like, man, if you're great at what you are great at, amplify that first and then add in these other things afterwards. I love it. Well, this has been awesome. Tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you. Uh, you can follow me. Uh, if you go to jordansylvester.com, uh, we're, we're there. And then from there, you can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, not Twitter. Sorry. I do have Twitter. So you're welcome to come follow me there. But most of my content is on TikTok. Uh, YouTube and Facebook. We are on LinkedIn as well. More than happy to connect. Like I said, if you wanted to, if anybody wants to jump in to what I'm up to and look at what I'm doing and 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 game plan or have you've been doing other things in the social media worlds and you've got you know things that are working for you, I'd love you know feedback into my world because I'm learning the whole time. I'm using people and and trying to listen and understand. But at the same time, guys, there there's such a wealth in this business that when we can work together, it's amazing what we can do. And you're welcome to you know reach out, and I'd love to have a conversation. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.